Hello and welcome to Songs for the Struggling Artist, the blogcast. This is episode 45. You know, 45 used to be a nice number. I used to like the number 45, but I don't so much anymore. <laughs> but hopefully this will still be a good blogcast, even though it is number 45. Um, and maybe we won't have 45 for that much longer. Fingers crossed. It is uh, the first hot day of the year here in New York City, um, and I cannot bear to turn the fan off. So you, you will have a little bit of extra noise, more noise than, you, than we've had. Um, also because the windows are open, which makes it tricky. Um, so you'll get a little more of New York in these vlogcasts now until it gets so hot we have to turn on the air conditioning, which may happen sooner rather than later, given the current climate. <laughs> anyway, um, so today uh, we have um, a blog that I hesitated to post for kind of political reasons. Um, you don't think of the theater as being a particularly political place. But it actually is full of, like, complicated, interpersonal, political weirdness. And that is the fact. <laughs> um, so, yeah, but I, 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 there's no, no, no incriminating names or organizations or anything in this. Um, but I hesitated to publicize it too much. Um, even though I did get some positive feedback over on the actual blog, um, I just, yeah, I'm being careful with this one. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, so I'm going to read it to you. It is called uh, A True Artist, A Perfect Candidate. Or actually, maybe it's called A Perfect Candidate, A True Artist. I won't know until I click over to where I have the actual blog to read to you. Um, so it's either called a true artist, the perfect candidate, or the perfect candidate, true artist. You 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 decide which you prefer. Uh, in any case, here it is. Last year, I received an award that was given to another person as well. We were both selected by the committee to receive the residency in question. I'm a white woman in my 40s from New York City, and he's a black man in his 20s from the Midwest. The residency was for emerging artists. See also my post called, Can We Find Another Word for Emerging? And I was surprised and delighted to receive the award, even though I was pretty sure I wasn't what most people meant when they signed up to support this award. Throughout our time in residence, I could feel comparisons happening between us, sometimes in my favor, but mostly not. I thought perhaps I was imagining this sort of outside judgment and then I saw a post on a Facebook page about my fellow award winner and someone in the organization commented on it, saying the candidate was the perfect candidate and a true mm, artist. It probably goes without saying that I did not receive a similar comment. And it probably also goes without saying that by saying someone is the perfect candidate and the true artist, they are also saying that someone else is not the perfect candidate or the true artist. In addition to making it plain that he had a clear preference for my colleague, the commenter, who is a leader in the award-giving organization, wouldn't even look at me whenever we were all in the same place. I found myself furious and frustrated. 
Like, if you didn't think I was appropriate for the award, A, you didn't have to give it to me, and B, don't take your opinion about my worthiness out on me. And for a moment, I was jealous of my co-award winner. And then I realized that this is an incredibly old pattern in the history of our country. Take two marginalized groups of people and pit them against each other, especially white women and black men. I mean, the fight for suffrage got really reprehensible once white ladies fighting for their rights started throwing black folks under the bus. It is a giant stain on the early suffragists, many of whom got their start in abolitionism. So, in the face of realizing that I was about to do the same, starting to somehow feel competitive with my colleague, well, I reached out to him and I asked him to let me know how I could support him. Not because he needs it and he's doing very well, but because I needed to. I needed to make sure that the prevailing winds of dividing and separating didn't win, even in my own psyche. The whole experience has been an excellent exhibit of how complex things become when resources are scarce. I am not at all competitive, generally, but I know when I've been placed in a competitive environment, and I found myself stuck in a strange race I didn't sign up for. I remember thinking, I would have chosen him too. But that's not fair, really. There were two places, and we both got chosen. We were selected together. There's enough of whatever there is there to go around. I feel like this is an important, I feel like this is important to remember in this moment, when we are all fighting for the rights we thought were ours to keep. There's a way where we could splinter easily into my rights, your rights. I could only fight for the NEA or reproductive rights because those have an impact on me. But we will make a bigger difference by fighting for it all by fighting for black lives, for immigrants, for Muslims, for the poor, for the environment, for everyone under attack. It will always be easy to make us compete. If we are under attack, if our resources are few and we feel like we don't have enough. But I hope the resistance continues to make the more unifying choice of reaching out to those we are being set up against. My commitment to myself is to reach out as soon as I notice a sense of competition this way. I'm telling you now, so I don't forget. There you go, you got a little train going by, got a little subway sound in there as well. New York City, y'all. Uh, so yeah, so that's, that's that. Um, it's a funny day to be recording this, because it's like, I mean, every day's a funny day to be talking about any of this stuff. The world is incredibly, crazy at the moment. Things are moving so fast. Um, oh, there's another train. You hear it? Uh, so, what I uh, have recorded here for you is for your song, for my song, um, is another Crowded House song. I've been obsessed lately. Um, I don't know, music of my youth, man. It's really coming in handy right about now. And I know I said this before, but it is so weird how songs that were written kind of in the Reagan era are suddenly meaningful in a completely different way. Like I'm listening to all of these songs that I listened to then in just 
like they're political in a way that I don't feel like they were at the time, but maybe they were and I just didn't notice because I was like 12 or something. Um, but yeah, so this one is called In the Lowlands, which I feel like is appropriate for the for the this theme. Um, this is a song I really wish I had a band for. It would be super fun to play with a band. But for now, it's just me and the guitar live in the apartment. Here you go. Keeps coming. 